0: Alright, welcome back everybody to another episode of uh, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Um, just a uh, quick little note here and there. Um, I have a little thing on my tongue, so that's why I'm kind of talking a little bit weird because it hurts like a lot. Um, but that is not impeding for me to sit down recording even though I'm talking kind of funny. Um, and also, this might be a day late because uh, Sunday, today's Monday. Um Sunday was uh, father's day, so i took a little took the night off you know just to relax and stuff um be with the family and stuff and um I decided to just skip one day, but you know like everything like the show must go on so i'm I'm over here recording for um for another episode God, this really hurts a lot um but we're gonna continue and we're gonna go ahead and do it' because there's a bunch of stuff that's been going on or that actually happened this week. Oh, man, I don't even know how I'm going to do this once again here uh, complaining. But mm, if you want to follow the show, you can follow the show at 442, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O, D-O-S. Uh, you can find that on Instagram. You can find me uh, at Chris Putalias on, on Instagram and Christian Putalias on Twitter. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get to the news. Uh, we're going to try to keep this a little bit short just cause I can't talk much. Um, just cause this thing hurts a lot and I feel like I'm moving my mouth kind of funny, but, um, hopefully by next week we'll be able to get it better. So probably this week I won't be doing inter- any interviews. Um, but hopefully by next week we'll, we'll have a couple more interviews. Hopefully you guys got a chance to listen to the previous interview that I did this week. Um, you should be able to listen uh, to those. Also, if you're listening to this one, you're probably listening to that one under the Dynamo Theory uh, Podcast Network. Uh, but I'll we'll talk about it a little bit more You know, as as I start talking about the dash and stuff. Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on over there. Uh, but let's talk about the world a little bit. Let's talk about uh, Bundesliga. Bundesliga, um, once again, Bayern Munich won. The title for the eighth time in a row. So here's the thing. Um, when I first started watching Bundesliga, well, first when everything happened and um, obviously Corona happened, the world shut down, and then we got sports back. And the first league or the first big league to come back was Bundesliga. Everybody got super excited, you know, because it looked like it was going to be somewhat of a tight race not really you know not too tight of a race uh, cuz obviously uh Bayer was really high up there but uh but it, you know there wasn't a, a many points difference with uh Borussia Dortmund and um um RB uh RB Leipzig and, and a couple of other teams that were fighting up there but and i talked about how You know, watching those first games, it looked like a really competitive league, not only up top, but also on the bottom, because, you know, those teams were trying to stay in the league as well. But then when you start thinking about it and you're like, Bayern Munich wins the eighth title in a row not one, not two, not three, and not four, and not five, not six, not seven, but eight years in a row you start kind of questioning, you know, how competitive is really this league? Like, not, not to throw any shade to my Liga fans, but like you know, you know, a lot of times La Liga is known for being like a two-horse race, as uh, Juan mentioned uh, when I did my interview with him. And but you know, here and there, you might see a you know, an Atlético Madrid, or I don't know, a Sevilla, or you know, some other team that kind of pops up out of nowhere to kind of give it a fight a little bit. Uh, but this one, eight years in a row. I don't. I I might be wrong. I might be tripping. But I think, you know, that's just too much. It might be. You know, there's a lot of uh, financial backing when it comes to that team. Obviously, they have a great team, great players. Like, I mean, eight years. When you start thinking about it, like, that's you know, all the players that went through Bayern Munich and that came out of by Munich. so you can do a whole repertoire of like the greatest um like you know um players from the Netherlands came out of there They're, like the one that comes to mind is Ro- uh, Robin um I don't know if Ben uh Van Percy I don't think Van Percy played there um I don't know but look at all the plays that they have now it's just kind of crazy because even the players that like Borussia had a lot of bunch of like Really good players that they were bought, you know, by by Munich. So it just seems like like a monopoly in a way of of like Germany in a sense. Um, but yeah, that's my those are my thoughts for the Bundesliga. Hopefully next year it gets you know actually more competitive. Um, Borussia looked to be very very strong um, in the times that they play, but actually whenever they play by Munich. Uh, for some reason, they seem really, really like down. Um, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe uh, next year, with when we get back to normal or whenever the the this starts again, we'll be able to see a new league, and I don't know, maybe another team comes up. Who knows? You know, Shakil Four was kind of fighting up there too, I think. Uh, and like I said, in a you know a bunch of other teams that were also fighting. So who knows? Maybe in the near future, or you know, maybe in the future, players instead of wanting to go to Bayern Munich, they want to go to other teams to actually win some titles with a different team in the Bundesliga. And then talking about championships and talking about champions, that we had another championship uh, title or game that happened with which was the uh, Coppa Italia in in Italy. So right before uh, the Italian league started, Serie A. Uh, We saw the semifinals of Coppa Italia. And also we saw the final for Coppa Italia, I believe it was on Wednesday. Um, Last Wednesday, of course. Um, And Napoli beat Juventus after a 0-0 game. Uh, Napoli beat them in penalties. Terrible penalties uh, by Juventus. I think they missed like two or three. And like when I say miss, like miss, miss. Uh, So... Uh, I believe that was like the second uh, cup in a row that Cristiano loses. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Cristiano, well, even though I don't want to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, we end up talking about him because he is one of the greatest out there in the world and also is his second uh, consecutive loss in a final that he loses or his second his second consecutive cup that he loses. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of revenge he brings back because, If I'm not mistaken, um, Juventus is also in the Champions League, uh, which is actually coming back. So I know a lot of people um, see the Champions League as the pinnacle of soccer, basically, because you have basically the best leagues in the world, pick their best teams, and they go against each other. So um, Champions League, you know, it's like, well, me growing up with Boga Jr.'s fans, obviously Copa Libertadores was my Champions League. Um, and I never really paid attention to Champions Leagues till I got older. But the, honestly, the only reason I would watch the Champions League was to see, just to see who would be the champion. To see who, like at the time, that Boca was like dominating South America. You know, it was like, you know, who are we going to play? So you know, we play Real Madrid, we play Milan, uh, AC Milan. Um, we actually beat both of them. Um, but yeah, like you know, it was I would watch it just to see you know who we were gonna go against basically, or who the the team that won the Copa Libertadores would go against. And and it's funny because they go to the to the club workup, uh, usually in like Japan or like you know the uh, a rich country basically, and um, usually the team from South America tends to play the team from Europe. Uh, you know, there's a there's there's a, there's like a semifinal stage or whatever that they also play the Concacaf um, champion and like the Asian champion and, and African champion and stuff like that. Um, but it's usually those two. Um, but Champions League is actually coming back in August, so we'll have and it's gonna be like a mini tournament as well because it's gonna start or the round of 16 is actually gonna finish. Um, it's gonna be played August 8th, 7th, and 8th. Um, then uh, quarterfinals gonna be played from the 12th to the 15th of August. The semifinals 18, 19, and then you'll have your final on the 23rd of August. So make sure you write that down. August Sunday 23rd, uh, Champions League final. Let me uh, let me know who you think is gonna be in the final. Who's uh, let's um, I'll, I'll check right here who's left over. Um, but I believe a bunch of good teams are still fighting for that Champions League spot. So who do you think is gonna win it? Who do you think is gonna make it all the way? Who do you think is gonna you know be the the COVID uh, Champions League champion? Uh, that has a nice ring to it. Um, and then let's go ahead and jump into the whole USA, um, you know, Houston area type news because uh, there was a bunch of stuff going on. At, oh sorry, here at home. Um, for example, the Houston Dynamo happened to uh, sign. Their youngest player ever, um, 15-year-old Juan Castilla. Castilla. I'm going to say the in Argentinian. Juan Castilla. Um, I believe he is the son of a, either like a coach or uh, somebody that actually works in the organization of the Houston Dash um, out of uh, Colombian descent, which I don't even know if that matters. But 15-year-old kid basically grew up watching the houston dynamo and kind of loving the team to what you know you're able to read uh, 15 years old the youngest uh homegrown for the houston dynamo basically so it's going to be interesting to see how that you know develops um into into like you know how he flourishes in his career as a you know as an athlete as a soccer player because at only 15 like you know, if you're if you're a grown person like myself, you know I'm 28 now. You um, know, I just think back of, to what I was doing when I was 15, and I was like, man, I cannot imagine being a professional soccer player. Even though I wanted it, I cannot see myself like being a professional soccer players at 15. But uh, also, that's also we see those are that's one of the good things that having a uh, Tab Ramos as the coach is bringing to the Houston Dynamo is bringing a. Uh, Like a culture of the young players being excited because they see that they could be the next Juan Castilla that, you know, gets a contract or or gets to, you know, brought up to the to the first team to like go and train with them and, you know, get get all that experience and stuff like that. And who knows, you know, play at RGV for a few seasons and then, you know, make your way up to the first team, you know, be an MLS star get sold to Europe and, you know, you live the soccer dream, basically. Um, so it's going to be cool to see how, you know, Juan here responds and also how, you know, the whole Tab Ramos era is going to um, bring in these new guys. I don't think he's the first guy that he signed. Well, obviously not because we have Palomino and uh, we have, a uh, I think, one more guy or one or two more guys that actually practice with the squad that are, you know, young guys. But it's going to be cool to see all these young kids, you know, kind of pop up and, you know, and make their name kind of known. And, and hopefully, who knows, maybe, you know, the Houston Dynamo can become like a powerhouse as, you know, our friends, uh, our friends, FC Frisco up north uh, has, you know, has been building that culture of building a bunch of kids, you know, take them out of, uh, of the academy and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to be cool. It's going to be interesting to see in the future how how the Houston Uh, Dynamo turns around, and then turning the page into the Houston Dash, um, to those that you don't know, or you haven't heard, or you don't follow the podcast, or the YouTube uh, videos, um, I had a conversation with um, Haley, Um, I was blank on her name, so I apologize, Uh, so Haley is actually a uh, season ticket holder, she's like a hardcore Dash supporter. And, um, and for a week, actually, I had been trying to find somebody to talk to about the Houston Dash because, you know, the NSL is coming, the NWSL is coming back. Uh, and Haley was, you know, gracious enough to kind of respond and she was like, hey, you know, I'm down to do it. Um, so we had set up a, a Zoom call, whatever. Um, we talked for like, I think it was like 30, 40 minutes. So you can actually find the conversation on the podcast feed. Uh, I tried to do a video too, but for some reason my computer was tripping, so I wasn't able to get the video um and I didn't want to do like a video of just her you know it's kind of creepy um i I actually even told her I kind of feel creepy just looking at you and not you and you not being able to see me so i actually i didn't make her turn her camera off, but you know she turned her camera off because I didn't want to be a creep um but uh yeah, we talked a whole bunch of stuff we she was very knowledgeable, um, you know, about the team, about the Houston Dash, about the players, and you know, sometimes like she would talk about players, and you know, it would just go right over my head because you know I wasn't well versed in it. But but I'm very excited actually about this this tournament coming up, which is actually starting this uh, Saturday, um, because you know, not only was I excited to like follow the Dash as the home team. Um, But now talking to somebody that was very excited for the team and, and, you know, telling me all the changes, telling me all the good players that we got, you know, uh, talking about how James Clarkson, the coach, you know, he really went out of his way to, like, and he traded what seemed to be important names. But maybe those important names actually didn't fit with the team. And he got, you know, uh, people that kind of fit into what he wanted to do. So we got, you know, a good couple of, of uh, veteran uh, center backs. Um, We have really good players in the midfield. You know, Rachel uh, Daly, she's, you know, a great forward. For what I've seen of her videos, you know, I haven't seen her play yet. But, you know, watching videos, watching highlights and stuff like that, she seems like a great player. Like a really good uh, uh, forward. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how the dash kind of like, you know, uh, turns that thing around of... Being the basically no playoff dash to being a top contender dash, if that makes any sense. Um, if you go listen to the, to the podcast with her, you, you kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about here. Um, and also some news that happened was that, you know, Rachel Daly and Jane Campbell, the, the goalie, the I was going to say the original goalie, but it's the starting goalie. Um, they both were named uh, team uh, captains. So they're going to be the ones leading the the ladies out there in the field. And um, the NWSL actually, this earlier today, earlier Monday today, the Orlando Pride um, actually came out saying that six of their players unfortunately got the COVID-19 and they were unfortunately having to withdraw the team from the tournament, which was, you know, excuse my French, but pretty shitty because, you know, not only the NWSL only has nine teams but now they are going to be left over with 8 which you know even though it's one team it kind of you know it kind of brings the dynamic of the whole tournament back you know a step because you know the, the schedule was set and you know everybody knew who they were going to play uh, you know the days the times everything was set and now having a you know one last team you kind of have to restructure everything in a way and you know see what fits and you know uh, if the coaches had you know some uh, tactics or whatever already planned they they're gonna have to go back and you know switch that up and stuff like that but um, but who knows we'll see you know what happens in, in here in the upcoming days and also something that I saw right before I started recording is that women's soccer Twitter, win ham on these uh, Orlando Pride players so according to the rumors I'm I'm not uh, no reporter Um, I don't claim to be one I just kind of talk shit on a mic basically Um, so it, it turns out that some of the Pride players actually went out to a bar or had some drinks one of these nights and that's where allegedly they caught the COVID or whatever that's where they got it so basically, everybody was like saying, you know, how irresponsible of them to kind of put in jeopardy the whole team for a night out, da da da. Um, so obviously, there was a lot of shit talking, a lot of uh, Twitter fingers. Um, so it, you know, it's pretty funny. People are out there are funny with the memes and shit like that. Uh, shout out to the soccer cooligans out there with the with the meme games, with their meme games strong. Is that did I say that right? Also, they're comedians. So they're expected to be funny, right? So, shout out to the to the soccer cooligans. Uh, hey, have me on your show. Uh, you know, cheap plug. Have me on your show, bro. Um, so yeah, um, that's that's basically all I have. I just remember in August uh, there's gonna be a bunch of finals. I was just actually going through my uh, little calendar here, and uh, you know just. You know, just be expectant that in the month of August, we have for sure three finals. We have FA Cup final, we have MLS final, and we have the U- the Champions League final. So you know, just keep that in mind. We'll talk about it in the future. I still have to do a, an MLS breakdown for the tournament coming up. Um, so keep that in mind. I still have a couple of weeks to get to that. Um, and then last thing before I leave you guys. Um you know Dash On by the way. Um, but uh all, you know, I try to recommend something that I've been watching or that I've been kind of looking at or listening to or whatever. Um, so I watch his uh series. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it, if you guys have seen Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix, you will love also. It's called Take Us Home Leeds United, and it's on Amazon Prime, so it's basically like a Sunderland. Uh, till I Die, basically, type of style of uh, documentary. But it, this one's about Leeds United. So basically, uh, you know, people following Leeds and the whole controversy with, uh, with the spying and Bielsa giving, like, the press conference and, and all that. And then, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, whenever um, Leeds scored a goal and then Bielsa let the other team score on them. Uh, which was like a very deciding moment, like you know, on the table, giving that Leeds was fighting to actually get you know promoted into the Premier League and stuff like that. So, if you're bored out there, I think it's only five or six episodes of like 40 minutes to an hour, I believe. Um, and it's, a really, it's a really good, interesting uh, show. You know, like I said, if you like Thunderland on Netflix, you will love Take Us Home Leeds United on Amazon Prime. So other than that, I don't think I have any more news. Um, so a lot of crap is going to go down here in the NWSL here in this week. Uh, you know, I'll bring you the the couple of first results since this tournament starting Saturday. And I usually record on Sundays. Um, there's going to be a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, just keep watching. The Premier League is getting crazy too. Uh, some teams are... are Arsenal is lost. Uh, Chelsea is winning, obviously. Uh, the wolves are still fighting up there. Sheffield tied, but you know they're still there. Uh, Manchester United is still fighting. City still winning. Uh, today they kill. Oh, let's talk about that for a second. Um, so today, um, Manchester City played Burnley, and there was a plane that flew uh, right before the game started that had the banner said "White Lives Matter." And obviously, I don't. I don't like to get political and all that crap. Um, but it was just so dumb. It's just so stupid. Like why why would you have why would you see the necessity of like doing that? I mean we all we all agree that you know the, the lives of everybody matter or whatever, but obviously at this point in time we are trying to bring into the forefront, you know, that black people are the ones being like killed or pressed and you know and everything that comes with that. So, you know what, dude, was the necessity? So, shout out also to Burnley FC that came out, you know, saying, you know, hey, like, we don't condone that, we didn't make that, we didn't do that. You know, it was f- some fucking idiots, basically, that, you know, have fucking a lot of free time in their hands. And, you know, they just decided to do that shit, so... Basically, shout out to Burnley for you know taking everything out and saying, hey, you know it's not us. Uh, we, you know, obviously they were wearing the Black Lives Matter in the back of their jersey, so obviously they're they're down with the cost as well. Um, and yeah, it is what it is, right? You know, st- stupidity is always gonna be around, so we're just gonna have to deal with it the best the best way possible, and just move on, I guess. Um but yeah that's it that's all I have. Uh we'll keep you know we'll keep it short this time. Uh my tongue is, my tongue is killing me my tongue. Um but yeah don't forget 442 cuatro cuatro on uh, Instagram, 442 cuatro cuatro on YouTube. Cristian Putalias on uh where is it on on Twitter and Christian Putalias on Instagram. So appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching if you're watching. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, share it with a friend. Uh, hopefully, you know, you guys enjoy it. Hopefully, you know, you guys like it or whatever. Um, I will be hopefully in the next week or so. Um, I'll be doing more interviews. Uh, I actually want to do an interview. I already kind of ha- talked with a guy to do an interview about the USL, which is the second division of soccer here in the United States. And, you know, I'm actually interested in learning more about that. And hopefully, you guys are too. And then, you know, we'll talk about other stuff with, you know, I want to talk to supporter groups, uh, you know, around the United States. Um, you know, at first, I'll probably start with the Dynamo and stuff like that. Uh, I've, and the Dash um, people. And uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see if we can work something out and, you know, get everybody on the podcast. And hopefully, The podcast can be seen by many people and, you know, we can make uh, soccer, 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 you know, be a great sport here in the city of Houston once again or not once again. But, you know, let's just put it in the forefront and, uh, you know, why not be in the in the level of the Rockets or the Texans? You know, why can't we do that with the Dash and the Dynamo? So thank you again. I will go ahead and shut this down because I've been talking too much. So thank you. you all have a good night. Peace or good day or good morning or whatever, Whenever you listen. Deuces.